Hey everybody, welcome to the Ashoka Changemakers Radio, the very own podcast of the Center for Entrepreneurship at Ashoka University. I'm Ayush from the undergraduate class of UG22 and I shall be your host for today. I have with me today Megha Bhatia, the founder of R1, a youth-led non-for-profit organization working for the primary prevention of child sexual abuse. Their work focuses on creating learning resources such as comic books and animated movies to help children recognize abuse. They also conduct sensitization workshops for teachers and children. The latest launch by Aruva is an e-comic book on body safety for children. They are an incubator of the UNDP incubation program at a center for entrepreneurship with support solutions for LGBTI livelihoods, mitigating gender-based violence and promoting gender equality. Welcome, Megha. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ayush. So, Megha, my first question to you is, how did Aruva happen? What, what really made you stick to this particular cause and build something around it? Okay, so there are a couple of reasons, but I'm going to share one uh, incident specifically. So I have a legal background and um, I, I've done my graduation in law. And there was this one time when I was at a police station and I interacted with a very young girl. And she was sharing with me how she was raped, like an eight years old girl. And that was the time I realized I need to do something for this and I need to take action. But at that time, I was not skilled enough or qualified enough. But when I did my master's from London, there I interned with a lot of organization. And then I thought I can start my own organization and work on preventing child sexual abuse. And I think the stories impacted me a lot of young children. Um, absolutely. I think when we personally relate to some stories and when we, we have seen something in, uh, right directly, it just makes so much of impact within our lives and that just motivates us to do stuff. Um, so one yes. thing that was very interesting to see was you chose educating the masses with the help of a comic book. That was very interesting. Yes. I mean, could I ask you why? Yes, I believe comics are basically the language of children and they can relate to it. They can understand it. Like even when I was young, I used to believe in Shakti Man and I, whatever Shakti Man or Sonpar used to say, I used to relate with it. So I think children can relate with comic books. And since it's a very sensitive issue, child sexual abuse, we can share it with children in a very, very child friendly manner without actually making uh, them making it scary for children. So that's why we thought I we should go forward with animation and comics. That is pretty interesting to hear. And I also realized that this is a comic book that is not designed just like that, but you all have used some design thinking into it. Could you tell us more about the process of designing the comic book? Yes. So I believe designing is a great medium to provide solutions to problems. So it's not just made by one person, but it is a collective efforts of a lot of stakeholders. So the best part was we interacted with children and we asked them, hey, tell us what is the problem that you're facing and what could be the best solution for this? And trust me, there are times when as adults, we underestimate children, but they are super cool. Like they provided us with such great recommendations and uh, ideas that we, you should include this activity in the comic book or my mother gives me a, this this kind of a response so you should include this in the comic book so yeah. not just children even psychologists teachers commission members were a major part in making the content possible and making it inclusive like 
it's not just you're covering like our animated movies are in sign language also mm-hmm. so i think inclusion is crucial um, during this period of time um that is very interesting and i think when you talked about how you went on to interview students uh, to get their insights of what they would like to have in the comic book that was really amazing could you tell us more about how i mean what age group of students did you talk to and what what were the questions that you asked them okay so uh, when we were doing it for a first comic book it was i went to gold market slam i was sitting with them and the question was whether how do you want do you feel safe at school and there was a the time children started sharing incidents that the my sir particularly i wouldn't be naming the sir he hits me and uh, do you think the it's good and then we realize okay there's a sir maybe we can convert it into a story where we share the real life instances that okay this is happening at the grassroots level or children sharing that the i'm not going to tell this to my mother because my mom will be like uh i what will people say we cannot report this matter my mom will not let me go to school then we realize these are the real life responses which children receive and we need to show it in our comic books and also provide the right response so children were actually telling us what happens at the grassroots level and we included knowledge of stakeholders in our personal knowledge to provide the right solution and that sounds amazing and i it's it's great that students and children were able to tell you those stories and and you were able to interpret them the way it should be interpreted um also i just was very curious what was like the age limit of these um children and what is the age limit for the comic book is if there's any so for body safety yeah there is so for body safety comic book it's relevant for 6 till 11 years of old children basically primary class students who are studying in first till fifth class but it can also be used by mothers who want to talk to children about basic body uh, safety methods who are in pre kg or primary like who are in kg also because the pictures are very child friendly and the children whom we interacted with they were younger children also 7 till 11 but we interacted with older children also like mm-hmm. there was this one girl manath who was who is studying in sanskriti school so mm-hmm. she gave us feedback and in fact she is after giving feedbacks now she is writing the content for our next comic book which is on cyber safety so i feel children also feel really empowered after going through the entire process of designing a comic book Wow that's amazing and I think I remember watching that interview I think it was on Instagram and uh, and it was great and yeah. you know one thing that that really really uh, sometimes uh, I mean makes me curious is that the entrepreneurial journey can be a bit more uh, hectic or there are very lows and ups and downs right so what was that high yeah. point in that entrepreneurial journey for you I think there are a lot of no's, lot of no's that we received in our journey. But the high point was uh, so for everybody when we made the animated movies, it was around ten minutes animated movies. Mm-hmm. For everybody, it was just ten minutes animated movies. But for us, it was efforts of like eight months working on one project and giving our heart and soul into it. High point was that it was accepted by the National Commission for Protection of Child Rights, and it is the only movie which is on their website. uh so it was a proud moment for us that all our efforts were worth it and it has reached out to around uh students and individuals from to from 18 plus states so i think that's a high moment that we are able to like 
make content and help it reach out to a larger audience um that is amazing and congratulations for that um that is amazing right um okay so one thing that i also figured out while researching about you was that as a means to connect youth with the cause you had organized a parade that in in which like hundreds of people joined could you tell us more about it and how was the parade organized it was wonderful i think it was bubble parade it was organized two years back before covid happened and i still remember like it was a collaboration effort by different ngos and we were in connaught place in central delhi mm-hmm. um using bubbles as a medium and parading and shouting out loud that we need to break the silence on child sexual abuse and it was beautiful because it was not just one person talking about child sexual abuse but there were collective people children teachers stakeholders and that's what makes a difference i strongly believe that it's not just one voice which is going to make an impact but it's our voices together which is going to make an impact so it was and it wasn't like even to make people aware that we need to talk about it that is amazing and like organizing these parades is a huge task because it takes a lot of your efforts to organize people put them into groups and being a leader for and i think you're a true example of a true re- leader um i just wanted to know more about how did you go about organizing the parade by like contacting these uh, students people teachers or or even these ngos for the matter okay so uh, we contacted dozen need dozen need is an organization which works with different ngos then we contacted different schools like uh, in delhi there are different schools selvan public school there is pratik organization so it was contacting schools and contacting our near india ones also like my family members our volunteers and their family members so that everybody can be a part of it because when i talk about child sexual abuse it's not happening in any other world right it's mm-hmm. ha- it might be happening at our homes our near like our neighbors home you never know so the best way was engaging a lot of volunteers from delhi university college from different colleges maharishi maharishi university and then bringing them all together at one place through word of mouth majorly it happened through word of mouth and word of mouth is very powerful once it spreads it spreads like a wildfire and that is amazing yes um so one um okay so since this is the cause that you truly believe in and that you are truly passionate and committed to what are other ways that you stay connected with this cause besides animated movies and ebooks so another way is we do a lot of teacher training because even if we have build resources if teachers and parents don't know how to use these resources there will be no use of that resources mm-hmm. so we do a lot of teacher training and train teachers how can they be they be confident in talking about such issues we also conduct workshop for parents so that they don't feel hesitant like abhi bhi when i go to grassroots level there are teachers who are like we we feel underconfident in talking about private parts how to right. name them what to do or how to respond to if a child comes up and tells about sexual violence and mm-hmm. if it's hap- it's being done by a known person maybe mm-hmm. their ma- mama papa or anybody in their family right. so it's very important to train adults on how to respond to such instances so training is another core part of our uh, entire organization's mission i totally agree with that and especially when adults are not educated they might also not recognize the abuse that's happening with their children right and that is very very yes. important so 
I think this is somewhat considered as a taboo topic as well, especially when you talk to parents. How was your experience talking to parents like that? It was weird to be frank because when I came back from London, I was like, it's pretty easy. I just need to go to every school and reach out to every parent, and they will be super happy with it that we are doing such a great work. But mm-hmm. what happened was uh, when we were going to schools and telling them that we need to conduct such workshops, they denied us. Like big short schools also in Delhi, they they were like, no, no, it's a very sensitive issue. We cannot conduct such workshops. Mm-hmm. Still, there are times when schools are not vocal about it. They feel that nahi, we should not talk about it. Uh, even parents can learn it on their own. So we received a lot of no's from people that no, we don't want to talk about it. But I think gradually the shift is happening. Like mm-hmm. gradually, parents are understanding that okay, this is important. It's happening. But initially, when we started, we received a lot of denial from the society, from teachers, from stakeholders also. that we don't want to talk about it i definitely agree uh, i mean whenever you're trying to make a change in the society there's a lot of resistance at first but when you like constantly keep pushing keep pushing then they soften and then they like eventually give into that and resist without resisting that change they accept that change and that happens gradually and it's great that you've been able to accomplish that to some extent and and that is great mm-hmm. Yes, um, I think it's the beginning. Uh, a lot needs to be done. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. We are a seven yeah. um, billion population in the world. I think more than that, but that's too many people to change lives. Yeah, yeah. but yes, one yes. thing that really, really, uh, I mean, is interesting is that even though there are so many lows in your entrepreneurial journey, you still kept going, right? What really keeps you going? I think for me, Ayush, it's really the stories I have seen survivors shivering in front of me and sharing how they were abused, and not just one survivor. Like I have interacted with more than fifty plus survivors, both men, girls, boys, young children, and they sharing the story with their hands shivering in front of me, they crying. Mm-hmm. I think was the stories are enough to. Make the other person realize that okay, we need to do something about it. Like when people talk, they talk about statistics. Every second child is getting sexually yeah. abused, or maybe ninety percent children. Uh, in the case of child sexual abuse, ninety percent cases done by a known person. But yeah. behind these statistics is like real life stories, which we have seen at the grassroots level, and I think that is something which keeps me and my team motivated. I definitely agree, and as you were saying, this I literally got goosebumps because. I mean, statistics speak as numbers, but like when you hear real life stories, they speak louder than literally any statistic in the world. And when you hear real life stories, people literally shivering in front of you. That just deeply impacts your soul, and you wanna go out there and make that change. I totally agree with that. Yes, exactly. Um. Okay. Since uh, you've been somewhat in an in your entrepreneurial journey, and since you've started something, and then like you were able to stick to it. and make it somewhat big um what message do you have for rising entrepreneurs okay so there are two messages that i really really want to share it with all of you uh first is that don't let someone's no become bigger than your vision okay so entrepreneur journey is about receiving a lot of no's but stick to your passion stick to what you believe in because in the long run it will make an impact 
and secondly whatever you feel about an idea about thing about a cause about whatever you want to do in your life that feeling is there for a reason okay like if i am feeling passionate about child sexual abuse there is it's my superpower it's not my weakness so what no matter what the outside world is telling you like when i also started my journey there were people telling me it's not going to be worth it what are you doing and do a job you have done masters from london why are you here but when you believe in your idea you create impact so don't let the outside world stop you and believe in their reality just believe in your reality i think this is what i have been following in my life um mega that is amazing and i remember it from your tiktok as well that you shared this story wherein you some met one two strangers and they told you uh, that okay never ever stops settling for things could you just tell us a little more about that and we can like wrap this up then yeah i remember it was almost my last days in london and i was at a coffee shop and there was this random person who was knocking at the coffee shop so i thought i might offer him something like a coffee or something because i thought he's a like a, a homeless person and i asked him that do you need any help sir and he told me that what are you doing and i was like i am working on my passion and i'm going to go back to india and he told me randomly i don't know why he told me that but he told me hey uh, you keep on trying okay never stop keep on trying and i was like okay and that was one thing which actually stuck to me and i was like okay this is something which i'm never going to forget i'll keep on trying even if i receive no in my life yes that was the entire incident that was amazing and like when a homeless person tells you that you just can't wrap your head around it and stop thinking about it that happens and It's been a pleasure Megha to talk to you and have those wonderful insights. Uh I I wish you luck for your journey ahead and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much Ayush it was wonderful having a conversation with you and thank you so much for having me here. It's a pleasure to be here. That brings us to the end of this episode. Do let us know how you liked it or if you have any feedback you can write us to at entrepreneurship@ashoka.edu.in over and out.